0: Hello, and welcome to the Happy Hangout podcast with Christy Darty. So each week I do devos and doodles, which is a devotion, and then I do doodles on Facebook. However, this is a podcast, so we will just discuss the devotion here. And if you want to get creative and uh, do some lettering, then you can go find the replay on Facebook, youtube and instagram hey could you take a moment to go leave a review for the podcast that would be amazing so other people can know they definitely want to listen to let's get started okay we're going to start with a word of prayer thank you for being here this morning heavenly father we come to you with our arms wide open to receive your word lord and i thank you for mondays Lord, we know that Mondays don't always seem to start off on the right foot, but we are going to claim that today is going to be an amazing day and the best day of the week from this moment forward. Lord, I I just ask you to give me words of wisdom to say that would glorify you, nothing that would mislead anyone. And um, I thank you, as I say every week, thank you for this platform where we can connect all over the world in your name. I pray, Amen. So, some of you are watching today from Instagram. No, not Instagram. You will be, you'll watch the replay, but from Facebook, I have several different groups and then YouTube is live as well. So tell me in the comments where you're watching from. And then also you are, if you're listening, you're listening um, from the podcast. So if you didn't know y'all, I have a podcast. What's it called? (laughs) What's it called? The happy hangout, what's wrong with me? Anyway, so I was listening to my podcast the other day. Isn't that funny? So what I was doing is I was driving um, to Dallas and I was just listening to podcasts. And if if you listen to podcasts and you have some saved, whichever new ones will just start popping up, okay? And so I'm listening to one and then all of a sudden mine pops up and I start listening and I'm like, if especially, well, you know what? Even if you heard the lesson, it's different to just listen to it. So I encourage you to go back and listen to the the podcast and go when you go walking, just listen to one after the other. It's a good reminder. It was a good reminder for me. I'm like, oh, did I say that? Oh, <laughs> you hear it in a different way. I don't know. I don't know. I'm weird, I guess. But anyway, welcome, welcome wherever you're watching or listening from. Today, we're talking about meekness. And a lot of people are confused about what the word meek means. We're talking about the Beatitudes. This is week three. Okay, week three. And it's from Matthew five five, and it's what does it mean to be weak? And let me tell you where I'm getting this lesson from. I have the link in the comments, y'all, or up in the description. And I'll tell you, go read it and listen to the sermon. I should have put the link to the sermon in there. The sermon is so good. I listened to it. I read through it. I printed it out. I think the way he describes it's the same. It's the same guy that the pastor that's, that that I, I read from last week, Pastor Grant. Etheridge, and um, what church is he from? It doesn't say right here. LibertyLive.Church. Don't know where he's from. I don't know. I was Googling and searching and praying, and I came across a lot of different things about um, the meek, but this just happens to be the one that that says it all. Nine times in the Beatitudes, Jesus pronounces a blessing that comes with the kingdom. His kingdom is not of this world and, in fact, is counterintuitive to this world. Jesus teaches that being poor in spirit, mournful, meek, etc., are the ways to inherit his blessings. We live on earth, but we live for heaven. Matthew 5, 5 says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Does anybody know what the word meek means? Go ahead and leave it in the comments. And if you're listening to the podcast, think about it. What does the word meek mean? meek mean and and who do you think of or what do you think of when you think of the word meek the pastor goes through and he he says let me he wants to give us four points he wants to spell out the word meek m e e k and so the first thing he comes across is the meaning what is the meaning of meek we live in a world that thinks meekness is weakness and humility is timidity timid i was like alexa how do you say this today timidity you know being timid how about let's say that nothing could be further from the truth meekness is power under control meekness is power under control what what do you think of when you think of Kathy all right Kathy's got it and then Don says gentle and kind Kathy power under control absolutely Janet says strength under control amen the greek word was used to describe medicine. I thought these were all really interesting. It was used to describe medicine. The proper dose heals, but an overdose kills. It was also used to describe wind. A gentle breeze refreshes, but a hurricane or tornado destroys. It is also the picture of breaking a horse, and I really like this one. The idea is not to break the horse of its strength or speed. You want it to still have that strength and speed, But rather, the goal is to break the horse of its stubbornness and self-will. Anyone who continues to live independently and wildly will never experience the blessed life. So that's M, meaning. E is examples. The Bible lets us see what meekness, also described as humility or gentleness, looks like in the lives of others. So Abraham, if you know who Abraham is in the Bible, He gave Lot the choice of land in Genesis 13. He could have said, I'm the oldest, I get the first choice. Instead, instead he preferred Lot, see Romans 10, 12, and Philippians 2, 3, and let him choose first. Verse 14 tells us that after he did that, the Lord gave him the land as far as he could see. Joseph was mistreated, falsely accused, and thrown in prison, but God exalted him. When his brothers came begging for food, he had the power to get even and seek revenge, but meekness is the opposite of violence and vengeance. It is power under control. David was anointed to be king, but Saul was hunting him down like an animal. On two occasions, David had the opportunity to kill Saul before Saul killed him. His men urged him to do so, but David chose to restrain himself and honor the Lord and Saul's position. 1 Samuel 24, 6. The ultimate example of meekness is Jesus. Jesus, the Lamb of God, was led like a lamb to the slaughter, yet he opened not his mouth, Isaiah 53, 7. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us matters into our own hands. Being impatient, proud, arrogant, and strong-willed, we are to be yielded to god and under control of the holy spirit for to this you were called because christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that you should follow his steps that's first peter 2 21. okay so that's m meaning e what was this what was the first e examples and now the second e is essential Meekness is essential for the Christian life. It's, ne- it's necessary for peace and prosperity. Many believe Jesus was quoting from Psalm 37, 11 when he talked about weak meekness in Matthew 5. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. Looking at the full content, context of Psalm 37 gives further understanding. Meekness is also essential to understanding God's word to restoring a brother or sister for unity when people disagree and to win unbelievers. We can't argue the lost into heaven. We can't beat people over the head with a Bible, but we can be friendly, have trust building conversations, show them the love of God and point them to Jesus. Those are essential. And I've talked about this so many times about, you know, we want people to know Jesus so bad that we can come across as uh, people who are just standoffish. We we kind of, um, sometimes push them away rather than pull them in because of how we, um, how passionate we are may come across as in pushy. So we just need to be us. We need to be friendly and God will do the rest. Friendly, share, open, but let God do the rest. Okay. So K is Neil. Moses saw injustice toward his people and in anger, killed a man. Moses killed a man, y'all. God put him on the backside of a desert for 40 years, broke him of a stubborn self-will and gave him strength to lead the children of Israel. Moses was the meekest man, humbler than anyone else on the face of the earth. But if you think about it in the beginning, he killed a man. But he's now described as meekness, as meek, humble on the face of the earth. Before his conversion, Apostle Paul used his power to arrest and kill Christians. God blinded him and broke him. Before he was converted, he used his power to arrest and kill Christians. Is there hope for us? I think there is hope for us, right? <laughs> if Moses killed and um, and uh, Paul would arrest and kill Christians. And they can be healed and turn into meek, being meek. We definitely can do that. God blinded him, Paul, and broke him on the Damascus road and brought him to his knees. We need to be brought to our knees, don't we? Inheritance comes when someone dies. Before we can inherit the earth, we have to die to self. And this was so great when I was listening to the sermon. Oh, my gosh. Um, listening to the way he says it is it just sounds a lot better than the way I say it. We have to die to self. We have to stop taking matters into our own hands. Being impatient, proud, arrogant, and strong-willed. We are to be yielded to God under control of the Holy Spirit. There is only one gospel and only one way to heaven. His name is Jesus. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The book of Revelation sh- says there is coming a new heaven and a new earth, and all who inherit it will fall down and worship Jesus, saying, Worthy is the Lamb. The only way to get the blessing of the Lord is to come on bended knees. Will you today bow the knee of your heart and confess Jesus is Lord? Is being meek, does that sound intimidating? My husband, I, I would consider him as meek. Um, he's got all this power and strength and um, he just speaks when he needs to speak. He doesn't talk just to talk. He has the power to do that. And he doesn't do it. He just, he's meek. He's gentle, very gentle. Do you see him? He's muscular and he doesn't look gentle. And he has this real stern face, but he's very, very meek. So remember, meekness is not weakness. It's humility, right? Humility. So this was really good for me today. I uh, need some meekness in my life. Just because I can say something or do something doesn't mean I should. I'm not as gentle as I want to be. I want to come across as gentle. I'm pretty like abrupt and, you know, like, I don't know. I'm so excited. I speak a lot before I think. But I think being meek is to sit back and listen. Right? I mean, that's just my interpretation. My interpretation. Anita says, yes, my hope is in the blood of Jesus and what he did for us to make eternal life available to us all. Jo Ellen says, meekness is strength under control. Amen. Amen. And Sheila says, amen. This was really, really uh, a good lesson. Like I said, it's always for me. I feel like Dana says, I need to be more gentle. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm right there with you For sure. For sure. As we wrap up the podcast, I want you to think about what we talked about in the devotion and how can you apply that to your life today? What are the things maybe that God was speaking to you about today? So I want to leave you with my favorite scripture, Matthew five sixteen. Let your light shine before others so they can see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Don't miss your opportunity to be the light in someone else's life today. Have a good one. See you next week.